This is CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby, the campus community radio station of Simon Fraser University. We stream online at cjsf.ca. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and listen to podcasts of CJSF programs on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash cjsfradio. Essential Conversations. I'm your host, Rebecca Mears, with my co-host, Luca Halex. So I was thinking thoughts, as one tends to do, especially if the one is a Rebecca or a Luca. <laughs> thinking it sounds thoughts. a bit like Winnie the Pooh. Yes, we're thinking <laughs> thoughts, especially about what do we what do we want to talk to each other about next? Um, and I was it was it was last evening where I was having a hard time making it through to the end of the night with the few things that I still had left to do and I was exhausted and I've been exhausted for a long time and there's lots of stuff going on and I was pouring myself an Epsom salt bath in the hopes of giving this body some soothingness and I was thinking about this this desire to push through this this sense of virtue or necessity to push through, to push through physical exhaustion, to push through uh, brain fog, to push through lack of strength. And it was occurring to me that this is something that we, we ask of ourselves and of each other very routinely. It's in a way, it's almost like a... And the key word is virtuous, right? We think we're virtuous if we do that. That it, it makes us good people. Right. And that we're we're falling down somehow. We're 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 not pulling enough for the team, whatever that looks like in our lives, or just good humaning if we're not <laughs> you know, and I think it comes we've we've done a show before on like productivity and about this, like the lies that there are around that in society. And it's somehow there's, there's a sense that it's connected to that because there's a measurement system. Well, what are we pushing through? Well, we're pushing, why are we, would we be pushing through? Well, we're doing it because there's a list of things that need to be done or accomplished or whatever. And, and this is part of this sense of productivity or base, even if we've set it as like a baseline, of these are the minimal things that need to be accomplished for life to run smoothly, et cetera, et cetera. So I was thinking about how there are times when I push through and there's times when I, when I don't. And lately there's been a lot of times when I just say, no, no, I am putting this down. This is not going to be pushed through. I am going to uh, rest. I am going to wait. I am going to say no to this one and it will not be done. And perhaps my productivity object, objectively goes down but at this moment it's the choice I need to make that's better for me and I thought about well what did this look like you know before capitalism before civilization the way we've constructed it now do do like lions push through 
do chimpanzees <laughs> push through? Do the birds push through? But then again, I think they do sometimes. Because then I flashed to emergency situations or crises and you know you have to get somewhere safe or you're hunting for food and you haven't found it yet or you're protecting babies and there are Mm -hmm. situations where in nature there is a pushing through for a very essential goal but we're not doing it for essential goals these days we're doing it just so that we've got our check boxes tick well it's it's a lifestyle now it's not a it's not doing it in a crisis mm-hmm. everything's a crisis so yeah we, we feel we have to be doing it constantly it's interesting about that checklist you were talking about you get, yeah. get you have to get all the way through your checklist but isn't it interesting that we don't put nap on the checklist oh i kind of do mine mine has nap. Well, <laughs> i think that's or, a good thing like i, I don't think need- we, <laughs> we shouldn't say that like it's shameful or we yeah. should you know I, be oh oh look what i do it's kind of naughty um but this i mean <laughs> right? siesta is important right it's um and if we don't if we go too long without putting those kinds of things on our checklist and i refer to the checklist jokingly because i'm not sure it's good to live a life with a checklist but but if we don't put them on there, eventually we burn out. Yeah. Yeah. So this is where, where I've come at it. Or this is what I'm bringing to the table today. So we're going to pick, pick away at this. At pushing, pushing through. And how do we, how do you and I decide when something is worth pushing through? How do we decide when something is not? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm facing as of brand new as of this last week. This is massive news for me that I'm going to be moving, and likely very soon, in uh, within the next couple of weeks or one month or probably over a span of time, which is lovely because I much prefer to do that <laughs> instead of just yes two day massive push. But that was not budgeted for. If <laughs> not, never mind financially. But I was not planning on doing something like that through September or August. Well, you were long-term, you were planning it. But I you was. certainly up on it happening. And so it wasn't yeah. didn't in your know. immediate plans. Yeah, didn't know when exactly. So it wasn't on my radar. I wasn't, you know, holding time aside or preparing for that. And, and I can, and I will. But I'm mm-hmm. also sensing there's going to be a lot of pushing through over the next bit for me. So maybe this show is also a way, this topic today is a way of me inoculating myself to try and engage with this challenge from as healthy a place as I can. So Luca, how about you bestow upon me your wisdom and insights since your friend is about to go through this and then our listeners will will benefit from, <laughs> from being at the table as well. So I come back to this place always of what is my intention, that where I set my intention, everything else will follow. But I think we have to be very intentional with intentions because we can, we can make it like goal setting. Um, I'm going to push through everything, right? Or we can, we can come back and we can say, well, how do I intend to honor myself? And how do I intend to 
um, how do I intend to experience this process into which I am now moving? Mm -hmm. So if I say to myself, I'm going to hold the intention that this move is going to be completely graceful, that it will be supported in ways that I can't even imagine yet. That so what would you what would you put in there if you were thinking about this move in homes? Um, what and what do you intend will be able that you will have that you will have in this new home that perhaps um, was not there in the home that you're in at the moment? Like, do you have hopes for this for this new home that? have not been realized yet in your life in a home. Yeah. Um, and, and what kinds of things can you put in place for that? Right. That there, I, I think about um, my mother had friends who moved to, from the UK to, to our neighborhood, funnily enough um, in Montreal. And they made this, it was a summer move. And there was, there were six people in the family and on moving day, my mother made them this huge picnic basket mm. um, and with, you know, iced tea and, and fruit salad and, and deviled eggs and sandwiches and the whole thing and took it over there and said, here you go. You don't have to worry about lunch today. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, how wouldn't it be nice if we could, if we could say to somebody who's a close, close friend, you know, when it comes to my moving day, maybe you can't move boxes, but could you, could you look after the organizing of the feeding of us? Oh, that's what a lovely thought. You know? Yeah, I definitely would like to, I would like to, to aim for the, the most easeful move that I've ever had. And that would not be a very far stretch to be able to do that because most of my moves have been chaotic and very stressful and unsupported. Yeah. And so, is it not time in your life for a different kind of move? Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and, and maybe one that's full of humor and joy. And yeah. like, do you, you've, now you've been on a walkthrough of this house, I assume that you have. Yeah. Um, are there colors you'd like to put on on the walls? Oh gosh, yes, I've envisioned. You know, really before cool. you move in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good. Or you have furniture you have to work around, right? And do you have friends who could make up a painting team? <laughs> do you do you know people who who have uh, leftover colored paint in their homes that you could make? You wouldn't have to paint all the walls. You could do an accent wall in each room to to give it the feel of freshness and and set the tone for what you'd like to have. You know, would love to do that. That means I first need to have a conversation with the land land folk about whether whether I'm okay to paint. But actually, yeah. But yeah. what I love about what you're the what you're offering me here is. So much of what comes with pushing through, as we said, this, this checklist and mm -hmm. what you're inviting me into is, okay, maybe there is a checklist because there, there in, undoubtedly is, there's one that's running through your brain always. If you're a person, that's usually the, the one that makes things happen in your family. Or your you have to be organized to move. You have to be yeah. organized. So there right? is a checklist, but what about 
opening that up and being curious about rather than starting from a place of this is all mine to do to begin from a place of would anybody else like to help with some of these oh i like that feeling thank you for that mm -hmm. luca <laughs> but even down to does somebody have a box van who could help you with actually moving the furniture well, or, thankfully we have that in, in our home. So that, that makes, <laughs> that makes that easy. Got one right here. But, yeah. um, but for the big pieces of furniture, you know, like big beds and like, yeah. maybe what you have isn't quite big enough for that. Uh, so maybe there's somebody who can help with that. Uh, it's so we're, uh, and, and, you know, cruising the, the online giveaway lists for, I don't know, light fixtures or, you know, wh whatever, whatever it is that you're going to need, because if you're, you, you may not be clearing everything out of the space that you're in right now, because you're not completely surrendering it. So that might mean that you need duplicates of things like rooms. And so somebody could maybe somebody who loves to cruise the sites where this kind of thing is available. You could give them a list and say, I need these kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, can you keep an eye open? You know, I'm going to need an, another vacuum cleaner, either to, to replace the one you're taking with you or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Because there's lots of sites out there right now where people are doing the eco-friendly, I don't need this yeah. anymore, do you um, think? For right? any of our listeners who aren't who aren't familiar, I'm, we've got them in Vancouver, where different neighborhoods yeah. have have buy nothing groups. Yes, um, there's also zero waste groups where people are sometimes yeah. sharing things that they they don't want to yeah. throw it away. They know it could still be useful, but they don't know what to do with it. And if they haven't already gotten onto their local buy nothing group, then they might post it in zero waste or free and, cycle. Or yeah, so listen, or, like yeah. boot, boot mats and coat hooks <laughs> and. You know, what are the, another garbage can for the kitchen or, you know, those kinds of things, garden chairs mm -hmm. that, that you could be collecting now. I mean, maybe your move isn't until September or maybe even early October, but, but the, there are things that you could use in your new place that you could be collecting now. Yeah. Um, so then there's, you can, you can say, I'm going to need these kinds of things and I'm going to need somebody to look after food and somebody to look after this and somebody, and then, and then your friends can all say, well, I can take that bit for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I like this concept. Yeah. Instead of thinking I have to do it all myself. It's an imposition if I ask anybody else and I'll, I'll just ask them if I don't have anybody by the time I have to do this, then I'll see who I can lasso to do this right right or the or that thing remains on the checklist and i can do it because i do still have some yeah. energy yeah yeah on my part yeah. too but it requires dreaming right um, what, well how do i dream into this space that i'd like to be in mm -hmm. and can you even start like moving your office over there and start working out of the house already yeah. Because then you're already starting to live forward into that new space. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes to all of that. <laughs> it, I, I do think that 
that when we're, we, we can look at pushing through or we can look at uh, designing a pathway, mm-hmm. right? What would I love it to look like? So as so instead of, oh my God, this is getting overwhelming. How do I get through it? I can say, this is going to be a big, this is a big endeavor, right? We know this is one of those big things. Stress-wise, got high points on this, mm-hmm. but it's a positive thing, right? You're, you're looking forward to being in this new space and what you can do with it. So what would you optimally like to attract, not just for the move itself, but for once you get there. Right. Yeah. So these are great ideas and principles for the, the large things. How would we scale this for the day-to-day sense that not enoughness and constantly needing to push through exhaustion, et cetera, that I know I'm not alone in experiencing. There's a lot of people out there who who are juggling a lot of things. And this is something that they frequently have. Mm. What would you say would be another version of that for the smaller scale? Mm. One of the things that I was talking about with somebody the other day, uh, and so it's top of mind, is the idea of time and how much time it takes to do certain things. And you and I have often had the conversation that you're an optimist and that you that you tend to believe that you can get more done in the amount of time that you have than you actually can. So the antidote to that kind of thing, I'm thinking to myself, is to leave myself more time than I think something will take. Mm-hmm to give myself the grace of time, mm-hmm. of, of ease, of knowing that if something comes up at the last minute, I have enough time to accommodate it. And that's on a daily basis. So that means that I can look at the clock and think, okay, I, get, I it takes me 10 minutes to get to the bus. Uh, so I'm going, to, I'm going to leave 15 minutes early. Mm-hmm. So I don't deal with the bus came a little bit early and it sailed past. Yeah. I was a yeah. block away and now I'm going to right. And then I have that scheduling, all that scheduling spaciousness. There's a part yeah. of me. I, I absolutely agree with it. Well, it, t- it tends it, to feel like a waste of time, right? I'm well, wasting time. It, it that, feels but, lo- what it know. feels like is luxurious to me because there's a yeah. part of me that's pushing back against it saying, yeah, but I don't have the luxury of, or the privilege of being able to create that much space. There's just too much being demanded of me, but I'm, you've been witness to me over this last year, over how many things I've needed to take off my plate. Yeah. That I never really acknowledge are taking up space on my plate. Even I merrily have, you know, umpteen plates spinning I don't know about merrily. Merrily might not be the word. Rather stretchingly. Well, sometimes it's merrily, but not always. Not always. And um, and even when I think I'm 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 simplifying to read to realize that there's a whole bunch more I could actually stop. To to actually ask the question: Do I need to be doing this? And then to question if there isn't an, an automatic yes response to say why. 
Mm-hmm. Why do I think that I need to be doing this? To ch- Am I sure about that? Yeah. Challenge the why. For big and small things, I think that's that's helpful. And well, I'm thinking about the question, is it mine to do? Mm. Not can I do it or should I do it? But is it mine to do? Am I the optimal person to do this? Yeah. And, and maybe not. And could somebody else learn something by doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Because you've got two strapping young lads living <laughs> yeah, immediately in house. And I'm- this is going to be their home too. And this is the first move that you've made where they've been close to it. Well, one of them in adulthood and one of them close to adulthood where they could own the move. Yeah, exactly. So they could sit down with you in the planning process. Yep. If they're old enough to plan. If they're old enough to work, they're old enough to plan. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. And it's if you don't true. involve them in the process, in a way you're denying them the opportunity to plan their own next step in life. Yeah. As we're talking about this, I have a window beside me with <laughs> the bush outside. It's a, a rhododendron yeah. bush. I mean, it's a, tr- it's a tree by now. It's been here forever. <laughs> it's grown up. And it's the rain that was over you, Luca, has come and is now over me. It's, it's coming down. It's just gorgeous out yeah, there. And it's stopped here. Bush is currently full of all the little wee birds that have got caught mm-hmm. in the downpour. There's, there's a dozen of them in there. Songbirds. Yeah. yeah. They're not pushing through the rain. <laughs> they're not. It's bring up worms for them. They're, well, they're hanging out under the leaves. They're like, nope, we're, uh, this is good. It's a bird bath. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're staying where it's dry. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have so much to reclaim by going back to our, I want to call them our animal roots. We are still, we are a mammal. Somebody was, was um, comparing mammals to mammals the other day and saying like, we're the only ones that just insist on being so freaking busy all the time. Everyone. Yeah. Even whales play. Right? Yeah. They play. Yeah. And, the and the resting and and oh yeah. and we've just yeah, there's a real why is it that we've made it so that we have to we live like we're in crisis all the time? And where does that energy come from that we're using to push through when we do push through like that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? I think it's coming from the future. We're borrowing it from our future selves or it's possible because we know it creates wear and tear on the physical system we, yeah. and the emotional system and the, and the thinking system, because we don't think as well when we're taxed, um, overextended. Um, I mean, we can, we can muscle everything together and focus for an intense period of time. And then our brain says, Nope, I'm done. Yeah. I've gone into fog now or, or body right? If it's something physical yeah. that we're doing. Yeah. Last yeah. year, my big lesson while I was moving things mostly on my own was my body, you know, I sprained my hip and the body was yeah. like, I will, you will stop, but I couldn't mm-hmm. stop even with a sprained hip. So now one year later, I'm starting to recover. <laughs> Boy. Well, 
you borrowed from your future self, right? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 I think it's time for a song. So I've picked out Take It to the Limit. <laughs> <My little girls. laughs> so let's have a listen. They, they seem to think it's a, you know, it's all right. Just one more time. Take it to the limit. Just one more time. Let's, <laughs> let's take a listen to the Eagles. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
Welcome back to Essential Conversations with Rebecca and Luca. That was Take It to the Limit by the Eagles. We had to poke a little fun at ourselves here because, you know, most, <laughs> of, most of our social media and, and not just social media, music, exhortations, a lot of this is, is for us as humans to be like, push through, you can do it. We break through to new territories. Most of these, I've got a... I've got a book sitting right here. The obstacle is the way. It's actually a really good book, um, <laughs> but that's cool. But you know, so much of these self-coaching books—they're about just, you know, how to make it through when you don't want to make it through anymore. Before we do continue on, I would like to stop and check in and to remember we were before we went to the song we were saying we've got so much to learn from our animals our compatriots in this planet that we have left behind with our civilized ways and all air quotes up in here <laughs> but but also it's important to stop and to check in with where are we why are we here and what's going on in terms of this and we live on the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, the Squamish, the Tsleil-Waututh, and the Coquitlam nations. They were here first. They are stewards of the land. They know what's going on here. And, and they're still here. <laughs> they're still here, still with their knowledge, which they have tenaciously held on to while us settlers and colonizers did everything we could in past generations, not that mm -hmm. long ago, to try to destroy that knowledge and that lineage of, of history and uh, protocols and nurturing and care of this land. Yeah. And I think and, we did it in the name of progress, right? It, it wasn't that we set out to destroy the planet. It was, uh, uh, I, I mean, we, we weren't paying attention to a whole bunch of things that were essential to pay attention to, but um, we know better now. I hope we know better. Some of us know better. Um, we're trying to remind ourselves to know better. And this is a great reminder. Know better and do better. Yeah. I, and that your phrasing there just made me realize that part of this reframing that we're doing today, which is really talking through the per remembering that we have a permission and we have a responsibility to ourself, to our families, to our communities, to hold a line, to hold a boundary and to say no, to pull back, to ask for help. That's the other side of the coin. To, to seek assistance, to go slow. <laughs> and that, that it's, it's almost like we have to, we have to decolonize our minds. The yes. capital, yeah. capitalist mm -hmm. way, like, how yeah, we haven't just done it to the world. We've done it to ourselves, to our inner ourselves. selves. Yeah. I've been a white settler in myself, and I've been ignoring my own in, indigenous to me self and overriding her and saying, yeah, no, you're, uh, you're only going to get five hours of sleep tonight. Yeah. And she, she's saying, not enough. Can't do that for long. Yeah. Right. And again, it's this idea of sustainable or unsustainable. Yes. And pushing through is unsustainable. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's impossible. 
No, we can do it in an emergency. But it is not sustainable. But then I, I appreciate how we spent some time talking today around, okay, so let's say we've got a challenge like the one that I'm facing right now. How do we then approach it through a lens of can how sustainable can we make this? Or what sustainable methods can we approach something that seems inherently unsustainable <laughs> or tax yeah. on resources that it will yeah. borrow for many months into the future? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking of things like, if we know we've got a period coming up that is going to be really busy and and maybe even uh, expensive because moves cost more money, right? You're disconnecting one thing and you're, and you're connecting another. And yeah. so maybe then we plan time in the following months where it's quiet, where yeah. we don't have to exert ourselves so much, where there are uh, fewer things that require our resources of time, energy, money, yeah. all of those. So I was thinking about when I, when I put an appointment into my calendar, there's a, there's a function on my Apple calendar that, that says travel time. Hmm. So I use that as a buffer. Don't necessarily have to do any traveling. Right. But, it's just the buffer time. But yeah. I have an hour long session I built in a half an hour buffer before it. So I've got time to get myself organized to to, um, set my intention, to sit down and review my notes, to get myself set up. But also I don't schedule something else right after it. Mm -hmm. And if if I do a whole week of... Um, heavy sessions, like if I have a special going on or something, then I make sure that the week following is lighter. Yeah. Because I know that I will have to regroup. And if I don't design that in, I'm, I am not going to be functioning at an optimum level and I won't be I won't be honoring myself. And I also won't be honoring any of the people who might be my clients that week. Mm -hmm. So the same thing is true if I travel overseas and I come back. I don't plan to to see clients the day for the two days after I get back. I'm going to be jet lagged. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'll be a basket case, but it means I need a lighter schedule for those two days, right? So so there are certain things that we know, it's sort of the benefit of getting older, right? Mm-hmm. You know what certain things require of you. You have moved so many times, you know what moves require of, of anyone. That So that means that you can anticipate what would feed you mm-hmm. before, during, and after that process. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that we can do that with anything in life, right? It doesn't, and it, and it can be in a day. So I can say, I got a full morning of clients and I'm not a morning person. So that, mean, that means I don't, I don't skip lunch that day mm-hmm. because I need fuel from somewhere. Yeah. So that's going to be my fuel. And if I'm not going to have time to make lunch, maybe I want to make lunch the night before, mm-hmm. before I go to bed, right? It, or, or I find, I make sure there's something that's easy to prepare 
around. Or maybe somebody does it for me. Maybe I ask somebody to do something for me. But these are, I mean, these are just little things. Mm -hmm. But I think that when we look after those little things, we program ourselves to look after the big things. I have some thoughts coming through my head right now, remembering days in the past when my children were younger, where it was not, I could not find a way to source the supports or assistance or or breaks or what have you that would enable it not to be me, enable me not to be in a constant state of having to push through. Yeah. It just was exhausting. And I'm, I'm thinking back now to like, to what, what helped me make it through? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's years. It's, it's a long span of time where it's just hard. It's just a lot and life can be like that sometimes right it can be that and I and I feel it would be unfair for us Mm -hmm. to talk about this without acknowledging that sometimes there are places in which you don't have family or friends who are able to Mm -hmm. give you that kind of support on a daily you don't have the financial resources in order to Mm -hmm. pay for somebody to be able to give you the support that might make a difference Mm -hmm. and I think those at those times, I, I needed a couple of different things to be able to find a way to keep making it through those days. I needed, I needed connection somehow, whether it was direct and I could have a conversation or just be like reading messages on a board from someone who was going through the same thing so that I could know I was not alone. So yes. to find to find a kinship, a kindredship with I'm not the only one struggling like this with this, mm-hmm. because then it somehow makes it not that I'm just broken or I'm just yeah. not enough. It's a, yeah. it's, a, a, it's a validating it's life. Yeah, you know? it's a validating yeah. thing to know that we're, we're kind of going through this together we aren't able to necessarily make the load lighter for each other but it just knowing that there are others going through this helped second thing i needed was connection or again messages what have you from people who had been here and made it through to the other side yes exactly yeah yeah someone who was turning around to say yes to say i understand where you're at right now i remember it's real so not to sometimes people who've made it through there are people who can come through difficult circumstances and it's like their brains have a nice little eraser fixture that makes the the difficulty and the pain go away and they they don't seem to recall it with clarity i don't like talking to people like that <laughs> who've been through well, you know, I, that reminds me of, of of mothers and childbirth right yeah. if you remembered exactly how painful it was to push a baby out into the world you'd never have another one well I remembered <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the ones who remembers yeah so it was I worth it, right? for that baby. it was worth it and actually yeah. my personal experience with with a natural childbirth was the amazement of what your body does to block it even in the process yes so that's something else 
but it's still like, I didn't deliver that baby on my own. Jesus was pushing for me sometimes. <laughs> I just, <laughs> yes. It was adrenaline and, and something coming from somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yes, having someone who's been through it, mm-hmm. even if it's just a few steps onward, I could yeah, remember. And, and it could be a stranger. It doesn't even have to be somebody who's a friend. It can be. And so there's a sense of responsibility, I feel, not being in that dire straits that's one of my father's favorite bands by the way <laughs> I find it's so awkward to say that phrase because I it's like it belongs yeah. to the band yeah when I'm not now that I'm not in those dire straits that I was in in mm-hmm. previous years in many ways mm-hmm. I feel a sense of responsibility and beholdenness to notice my peers or colleagues who may be or, or a generation behind who are beginning their journey through that or stuck in the middle of it. And to be, to make myself available to offer those, it's not an olive, well, it is an olive branch. The olive branch was not just about peace. It was about hope. It was about- But it's about witnessing and storytelling, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. The olive branch of hope. There's, this well, is not forever. You were talking about borrowing from our future selves, but I also love the concept of paying it forward. Ooh. And that at the times in our lives when we're not squashed and overscheduled and overextended, when we can reach out and help someone else who is, that's part of the fabric of our community that allows someone else to turn around and do that for us when we need it. And we don't do it so somebody else does it for us. We do it because it feels good. I remember there was a lovely little independent film that was done probably 20 years ago um, called Pay It Forward. Yes, it was a lovely film. And it was a fabulous film. And it was this, and it was just, it was this little boy who, who was paying things forward. Um, it gives us this sense of, I matter. I make a difference in somebody else's life, even if it's small. Um, I was just talking to somebody yesterday about uh, a girl I met when I was in high school, who I, I met through circumstances that were unusual. They, I would not have come across her in my normal um perambulations and and my (laughs) high school only went until um, we were 16. So we were, we were a young high school crowd. Um, And, and this, this, uh, I would call her a young woman. She was, she was fairly mature for her grade and, and she was a year ahead of me and she was more than a year older than me. So somewhere in there, her education had been broken. And she had come back again. Um, And I remember sitting beside her in the cafeteria one day. And there must have been other people around when we sat down together. And then they got up and left. And I was left still talking to her. And I, I could feel that her gratitude at being included was palpable. Mm -hmm. And it never would have occurred to me that she would be a person who would need my help 
to be included. I had excluded myself from her life thinking that she wouldn't need me. She's older than me and she's, you know, she's got it together and whatever else it was. And I think that we tend to make assumptions like that. Well, who I, I'm just little old me. I'm not that important. Who would need me? Right. Yeah. Um, but when we're in a place of need, that's when we really, really appreciate anyone who turns around and says, can I hold that for you? I can't tell you the number of babies I've held on airplanes while the mother went and peed. Yeah. <laughs> because she was, or fathers, parents traveling alone with two little kids and not enough hands and they're getting fractious and there's not enough room and they got energy to spare and they just need somebody. And you can reach out and do that for them. Mm. You're reminding me of uh, one of those times when it was when when the pushing through survival in that mm-hmm. moment looked like hour by hour. I could not face it a whole day, just hour yeah. by hour. And I sent yeah. out the the cry, the cry for help to um, a small church community that I was newly connected to then, but I couldn't couldn't get to church services at that time because I was just me with two babies and a husband in the hospital at that time. Yeah. Um, and brand newborn, three-year-old and a husband in the hospital. Yeah. And, and I just said, <laughs> I need, I need help. I need help. I need, I just need, I can't go to the bathroom. I can't take a shower. I ha- I can't eat because I, these needs of these two beings are, are so con- con- constant that I, I don't actually yeah. even have five minutes that I can. And all consuming, right? All consuming. And one person, one person from the church congregation, this young woman, she was probably 18, 19, showed up and played with, with my eldest son for mm-hmm. several hours one afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it was everything. Yes, yes. Everything. Yeah. I was so close to the edge of losing mm-hmm. it all. Mm. just the absolute despair and that one little gift has has stayed with me so powerfully through these years yeah you'll never forget that young woman and i'm i'm actually still connected to her i found her years years later on facebook Mm -hmm. now she's she's a grown woman has lots of struggles of her own and And I have gone back to her a couple different times with this profuse gratitude for you do not understand mm-hmm. how you helped me keep my head above water. And I could yeah. see that it was very uncomfortable for her because for her, it was yeah. not, it was just Wasn't such a, a big deal. No, it was very much yeah. not a big deal. And so it was yeah. sort of, it, it can be stunning sometimes to be confronted with how much of an impact a casual action that we took of kindness had on its recipient but i saw her posting about doing that for someone else recently and how how it was a small thing and then she saw this person and i I swung by and i said now you know or no maybe somebody did it for her that's what it was she posted about or she was in a really dark place and somebody came and did something very simple for her yeah and i swung by to say that's how it was for me 
I'm yeah. so glad you received it. And as what's well. so small for one person can be so huge for another person, even just to reach out and say, can I do anything for you? Yeah. Right. Can I just to, to I, I always think of that when I hold the door open for a parent who's struggling to get a stroller through a door yeah. Yeah. or trying to get a stroller onto a bus and yeah. they've got one little kid they have to hang on to. And, and on, on one of the buses where the bus driver starts going before they're in their seat and, yes. you know, yeah. and, and it's so easy to just reach out and hold the hand of the child that's not in the stroller, you know? Yeah. It's so it doesn't, I guess what we're saying to ourselves here is it doesn't have to be huge for right. it to be huge. Right. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so though that's, that's meant to be uh, a word of, of um, ex- exhortation to those of us, <laughs> even, even in our daily maybe we're stretching ourselves a bit too much just these simple acts of kindness of witnessing of our fellow people that we may not even know directly can Mm -hmm. can be a major difference for enabling them to continue in their own period of life which may be pushing through all of the time and it's so hard to know that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel and if we're you know and 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 I think our overflowing message today is recognizing that pushing through is not sustainable. So what can we be doing to plan for not doing the pushing through, buffering before or after, yeah. resourcing ourselves, inviting others to share in our burdens in ways that might be joyful for them, mm-hmm. not expecting too much from ourselves, scheduling it out if we can, and and, and looking for those, those resources and those supports and not being afraid to, to, to say, this is, this is too much for me right now. Yeah. And to, to ask that the, it, we're not, we're not burdening people. If we say, is there anybody out there? Right. Yeah. Oh, is there anybody out there? And, and it may be something that would be a burden for one person, but five people can do it easily. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think if we, if we subscribe to the, I'm not enough, then we can never ask for anything. Right. Yeah. But if we, if we believe that we are worthy human beings, that's really in, in a tight situation, um, then we can reach out and ask for help and, and, uh, give people the option and the privilege of being able to do something for us when we greatly need it. And that we don't have to be in dire need to reach out for help either. Yes. Right. You don't have to be on, on exhaustion's doorstep Yeah. before you reach out and say, I think I could do with some help here. Um, let's take a minute and just reinforce something that you said there for any listeners who may be feeling that I am not enough and I am not worth, you know, I'm not worth someone contributing things to you are. Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes. You are. are. You, you exist. Therefore you are worthy. (laughs) Yes. That's how it works. Even if we don't feel like it, you're here. You are 
as valid a member of this human race and as valid of receiving support and acknowledgement yeah. and all worthy. Yeah, you are as worthy as anybody else. There is nobody that is more worthy than you. Just as you are not less worthy than other people, you know, yes, <laughs> we, are, yes. we are all yes. worthy. So yes, you are worthy of being supported. You are worthy of saying, no, this is not something I can do right now. And I am choosing to prioritize other things, etc. you know, to, to, to shuffle off that capitalistic expectation of constant production of yourself yeah. as a resource to be used. No, you are... No a system which must be engaged with 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 respect and attendance to all of its um, and joy and joy joy you can there you get to have joy you should get to have joy if there's not joy then we got to find you some joy and in amongst the work you can still lie down in the snow and make a snow angel you know (laughs) and still be productive it's So we're, and and for every person who says, I, can I have some help? There's someone who considers being able to help you a privilege. Yeah. Yeah. And a joy. And if you haven't found them yet, don't stop asking. Yes. Yes. That's right. Keep broadcasting. Yeah. Advocate advocate for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And and it is true that sometimes the people we first ask don't show up. They don't. I or would, feel they can't no, for whatever in, reason. In, in yeah. my hardest, darkest time, yeah. <laughs> I was told by someone close to me, well, it's not as bad as, and, you know, listed off if I was mm-hmm. in a different life situation. Not helpful. Not no. helpful at all for a person who was living <laughs> hour to hour. Couldn't face yeah. a day not helpful. That doesn't mean I wasn't worthy of receiving support. That one individual could not arrange their brain around it. That didn't mean I wasn't worthy of, (laughs) it didn't mean I wasn't worthy of support. Yes. Yeah. And on that note, Mm. I wonder what's around the corner. Essential Conversations is brought to you courtesy of Luca Halix, Power Sorcerer. And Rebecca Mears, Certified Coach. Increase your awareness, expand your options, empower yourself. Luca can be reached at www.lucahalix.com. I light the fires that light a thousand more. Connect with Rebecca at catchingfire.ca. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. Oh, ah, 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 Happy, 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 happ